This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. Welcome to this episode of Property Jam, the podcast where we talk about everything on the human side of property. And for some reason, the guys, again, are, in a, are having a giggle but fit. Joe is howling like a wolf. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what went on there. It just flew out of my mouth. Sorry. Well, yeah. um, <laughs> so <laughs> in today's episode, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it clean. Yeah, Why? Yeah. <laughs> we never normally do. Uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to start as we mean to go on. Okay. Um, set the okay. tone. So, so, so we're going to set the tone because we should mention some property stuff. I, I feel like quite often it takes us a while to get into the meat of uh, the property. <laughs> I thought you were keeping it clean. <laughs> um, that, well, so um, we've been chatting before we started recording and noticed <laughs> quite um, a few things in common that we're seeing the market is really you know hotting up in terms of uh, tenant demand across the uk across different property strategies um and so it's a bit of a post covid flurry is what mm. um we, we're kind of calling it um so yeah we've got a few yeah we went up to went to the northwest didn't we Noel, last week we did and, um, did some viewings and that was kind of a it wasn't the first indicator but it was a very real life indication that actually people are willing to pay over what was what property is being asked for yeah, lots of lots of interest, lots of interest in it, and it is it's nice to see actually um, that what we're doing, the properties we've got, are really popular. Mm. It, and it can't just be us; it can't just be us and our properties that are that are finding that right now. I don't think so. I think the good ones are really got people queuing queuing left, right, and centre to get into them at the moment. Like this would be the ideal time um to uh what's the word you know just be a landlord um it's, it's a buyer it's a seller's market and and it's a it's a landlord's market without a freaking doubt because it's just got people queuing up to get into your houses and if you want to sell you pick your price wicked well, well we did give like a like an application form type thing to them for everybody that came to the viewing and yeah. they were offering more than asking price to get the flat yeah well just to give you some context so this particular flat um we developed it back in 20, oh, I want to say 2016, we bought it and it was ready in 2017. Um, so it's an eight bed HMO um, on the ground first, second floors. And then in the basement, there's a one bedroom flat. And there's been one tenant in there since it was finished. And the guy's been in there since 2017. Um, on the whole, um, a good tenant. Isn't he the guy with the dog? He's yes, the guy with yes. the dog. He was a bit of a pain towards the end, mm. um, as I think we talked about on a previous episode. Um, but he went. Yeah, we, we um, there there were some deductions from his from his um, um, bond, unrelated to the flood that we talked about. Oh yes, um, on the previous episode, um, and he was paying five to five for for the flat. Okay, and then he pays the bills on top, and it's just electric and council tax and water. I think he pays, um, and um, so I thought, well. Uh, the market's quite busy. We've not put the rent up in four or five years. Let's have a look and see what um, flats are going for. And um, I was looking, and, and the general quality of what was available wasn't that high. And the ones that were high, the, the um, uh, were all already rented. Um, so uh, there wasn't that much on the market. So I thought, well, let, let's try 595. Um, or actually, because my, my initial thought was 595. And then because I saw that there wasn't 
um, much on the market, I said to know, let's try 625 and just see if we get any inquiries because obviously the market will tell us whether the rent is too high. Um, and how many inquiries did we get, Niall? We must have had about 20 to 30 inquiries. Wow, that's is a lot. 20 to 30 inquiries. And then because 625. we... At 625. Um, that's, that's already £100 more per month in rent. Yeah, it's mad. Than, than um, the previous tenant was paying, which was quite kind of insane. Well, um, is it though? Because it's been, what, five years since you put up your rent? So there's that, to, there's the inflation thing to think of, but then there's also the demand thing. Yeah, but having a, after having a little look online before putting it before putting it live, it didn't look like there were a lot of other properties in um, the area for that price point. Okay. So when when the inquiry started coming through, I was very surprised to see it because I think there was it was unusual. I expected it to be um, quiet. Uh, I thought maybe we get one or two, and then we maybe um, see and do those viewings, and then and maybe get it for sixty five. Maybe maybe someone would offer um, a bit less. Um, but yeah, huge inquiry. So we, yeah, we did this application form or expression of interest form. Um, so if anyone wanted to take it, um, we'd get their details. And then um, we just put on there, uh, what rent um, are you are you able to pay? And um, they said, some of them put the 625 that we um, asked. And one guy put 650. Um, and then we had a chat. Well, you had a long chat with him, didn't you, Niall? And he's very, very keen. He actually applied three times for the for the flat. <laughs> In yeah. It's I'm not just expression put... of interest, it's expression of really, really interest is. <laughs> he literally, before we got back to the hotel after doing the viewings, he'd already put his um holding deposit down to secure it for himself. And and, a, and another couple had as well, uh, through the um through through the site. So what did you do? What did you decide who did you decide to go for? The guy, presumably. The six fifty. Six fifty guy. Yeah, the two girls that they they're the ones that applied as well, did they? There's two girls, and there was a guy looking for a rent to rent type thing as well. Oh, yes, that's right. They, they all put rent, sorry, there. rent to SA, not rent to rent, rent to SA. Rent to SA, right. And we yeah. applied against the rent to SA because of just the location and, and the, the didn't want to mess the, the dynamics of the HMO above and yeah. the traffic coming in and out and all these unknown people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if we were going to SA it, we'd probably do it ourselves um, with, with um, a managing agent that we know and trust in the area. So, um, even when he said it, I was like, well, that's interesting. I don't have to worry about all these extra things, all the bills, et cetera, they'll pay. But then I thought, well, that's the same as <laughs> if you've got a tenant anyway. So um, yeah. uh, you weren't going to get loads more for it. In fact, if any, you weren't going to get any more for it because he didn't offer any more. So, um, yeah, went with a guy. And then, um, yeah, he'll be moving in in two weeks, I think. That's great. Yeah. First, of, first of March is due to move in. Yeah. So what do you think has gone on then? Like, because I mean, I know we talked about from an investor point of view, how there's definitely been a surge. Like there was, you know, more people on viewings and having to go in asking or above. That's been happening for a while. But now this is sort of really trickled over into the demand side, the, you know, the buyer and the and the renter side. So what do you think's happened? Is it just because the wheels are in motion again, sort of almost not quite, but nearly back to pre-COVID? I think that has a big impact on it, and it, probably not the only thing, but a lot of the people that came around to to do the viewings, there were quite a few of them who were living at home with mum and dad, um, right. and wanting yeah. to get into their own space, into their own space, into their own place, place, place. Love this place. <laughs> a couple of couple of couples who were again moving from parents to live together, um, or their separate places to live together. So yeah, I think. The fact that there was, things a guy, are there was a guy moving from an HMO as well, wasn't there? 
There was a guy yeah. moving. Oh, that's the one that's moving in, is it not? Oh, it's the guy that's moving in. Yeah, he, he was living in an HMO, so this is his first. Yeah. Oh, his first no time. wonder he was going in at 650. He probably wants to kill his co-tenants, doesn't he? Like... Yeah, well, the reason he said he wants to go into a flat on his own rather than another shared house, because I think his landlord is selling, um, uh, is because he's got lots of gaming equipment he's, uh, and he wants to keep that. He wants to have a space for that, not just in his bedroom. So he's got a nice big living area lounge in the flat. So he's got a nice lot of space for his for his gaming equipment. And oh, you know right. what? Living in, a ba- living in a basement flat, you probably have the, the, the curtain shut, the blind shut all the time. So they're probably quite happy. Um, living, living down there. Yeah, it's a perfect ideal, isn't it? It's got a massive <clears> kitchen and there's, there's a massive light roll as well. So it does get lots of natural light in. Mm. And um, yeah, I, I think he'll be very, very happy there. Um, and unlike the two girls that want to move in, don't have three cats. Uh, nothing wrong with that, excuse me. Um, cat fan in the house. What? I, I, she would one hands down. I'll be like, don't worry, just pay, you know, 400. That's fine. <laughs> the cat's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, g- given given the past experience with the, with the dog. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't really want to take um, any more pets if there was an option. I'm not again, not anti pet, but I think a pet in a basement flat is not necessarily the best place for a pet and cats in a town set. I, again, I just didn't didn't feel right as a right location for for cats. Yeah, it's quite an unusual one, actually. In fact, one of the reasons I didn't rent um, a previous flat was because of my two cats. It was just on a main road and they had like a little courtyard. But at the noise and the if they got out and yeah, no, that's no, there's no logic to that. Um, even if they're indoor cats, a basement, where's the lights? You know, it's like they've got a bit of yeah, they're coming in. They can't they can't get get out in the same way. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. Yeah, it, it made sense for the first yeah. the guy, the guy we've got, and uh, yeah, great. Yeah, I think the fact that we obviously we we could pick and choose who we wanted mm. to move in really because we had the like it is a, a landlord's uh, dream at the minute. Yeah, we can just pick and choose who we want to move into the into the property. Yeah, that's fantastic, isn't it? And it's um, it's really weird because. It, <sighs> Yeah, it, it depends on the market you're in, doesn't it? It, re- it really, really does. But every market seems to be booming at the moment. You know, if you think about the assisted living market. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. Did, did, did you say booming? I, I, I didn't, but I should have done. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely did. Um, you definitely did. I said. So the, the market seems to be booming. <laughs> well, it's booming. And it's been booming for a while. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely moving, regardless of which non-filthy strategy you are currently undertaking. So, yeah, the assisted living market, because I think a lot of new units have appeared on the market that are ready to provide housing to that particular demand. So that's moving. Um, service accommodation, hello, is taking off. That's gone crazy. The amount of people, actually, on the subject of rent to rent. I think there's so many people. So I was teaching at the weekend. There were four people in my classroom who were had already been doing this whole rent to rent thing because they've been skilling up online over the course of COVID and are now out and about actually doing it, but then realized quite quickly that that's a business, not property, and wanted the equitable stake and the investment mm-hmm. side of it going as well, hence came to, to be taught. So yeah, there's just movement by to lets, student markets crazy. Yeah, because yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's just there's a lack of it's lack of supply, isn't it? It comes back down to the fact that if there's if there's not that many properties, especially in more pricier areas, 
So, for example, where we were in Warrington, I suppose it doesn't make that much sense to buy flats now to, to rent out in the same way because the they're going up in in price it's less of a um a good deal for the landlord which is why people are going more sa more um those care provision because mm. it, it has a bit there's a bit more meat on the bone um so if it doesn't make a lot of sense then people are not are not doing it so um great opportunities to i'd say probably develop single lets um and we probably shouldn't be saying this as um hmo landlords and people that you know <laughs> kind of um extol the virtues of doing hmos but um but there's another uh, to be fair in the same breath there's a that's, that's the reason why hmos are also um flying off the shelves because there's not a, a, enough um like flattered accommodation yeah so people people are moving are going into shared accommodation and staying there because of availability of property um and uh, and, and i would say affordability as well because uh, it's a bit more easy to, to kind of move in and move out um so yeah i think there's a huge opportunity to develop both types of properties yes you're going to be not not um you know not doing too shabby and with with the prices shooting up as well as you say with the price booming great time to be developing mm. um obviously apart from those build those pesky but excuse me build costs yeah those pesky build costs yeah but i i, I, could, I completely game. agree i would i would i wouldn't hesitate to add some more little buy to lets uh to, to the portfolio they're always so consistent that you yeah you you're not they're not going to make you millionaires as we all know but they're very very consistent and they are increasing year on year with uh, capital growth and everything so nice little earners we've got um another example of a, a, a buy to let in, in in lancashire um that's been rented out at what four seven five um and tenants have moved out which is another story um maybe left- maybe we should tell that story first maybe uh, okay. to finish, to finish, to finish what you're saying otherwise we'll get off track <laughs> well that wouldn't be like us yes <laughs> Uh, and uh, that they were living in there for 450, sorry, 475, and I've put that one back on the market at 495. And again, it's the same thing as we were seeing in Warrington, is that it's just flying off the shelf. So if I had another 10 properties, I would have no no issues in renting. Mm. Yeah, it's, I just think the single unit generally is going to be an absolute winner for. Mm for just right across the board because of if you think about the way society is now people get divorced and when you come out of a some, someone's got to leave the the marital home and they've got to go somewhere and chances are if you've been living in a family home the last thing you want to do is go into a house share and because generally speaking but not always but generally speaking that is going to relate to a younger demographic of people in the main so that's really tricky because if you're like 45 or 50 and you've just got divorced, you don't want to be living with a bunch of 25 to 35 year olds. That's just not where your head's at. But at the same time, you don't want to have the cost of renting an entire house to yourself because you're going through a divorce. So the single studio flat, one bedroom flat for that market is just going to win all day long. Not to mention, um, you know, like you want to come out of the house of mum and dad you don't want to go into a co-share maybe, but you would like a studio flat. That's a market that's always going to be there as well for those who've maybe got a little bit more of disposable income. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, just people, yeah. Or people who are upgrading from HMOs before they go on to buy. It's the people that are- um, Moving in with their partner. 
it is people that are in having to move into poor quality HMO accommodation that kind of get stuck there. Yes. Um, as well. And it's kind of moving out. So that their experience of shared living is really poor and they assume that all shared living is the same. So they're desperately trying to get out of shared living into say, um, and so it leads to people, as they say, when they're desperate, this guy needs somewhere good to live, uh, yeah. a Warrington guy, um, mm. because he's he's being kicked out <laughs> at a certain date in a, in a couple of weeks' time. He's got absolutely nowhere to go. Yeah. So yeah. that's why he's going. He's get, you know, willing to put down and uh, do what it takes to, you know, build a good relationship. He was chatting to you guys for ages, wasn't he? Yeah, and, he's uh, a really nice guy, actually. Really nice, like the perfect type of tenant, or at least. He portrayed himself to be the perfect tenant at the. We were oh, back in six months' time and uh, talking about this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got twenty-five to... cats, a dog, a giraffe, and his gaming unit. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I'm quite happy that his gaming unit is not in an HMA, so he can pay his own electric bill. Oh, don't! And not just that. I was thinking about. I remember my Bitcoin guy, like with his crazy, like, yeah. <laughs> like insane with his mining machines that were all lined up. Like, yeah. But I was also thinking, like, so there's that guy. He's perfect. He's exactly the kind of person that tenant demand that's there but also you've got people who downsize so they've got this big old house they're probably in their 70s or 80s they want to downsize if they're not sort of you know at the stage where they want to go into a care home or even you know they're just independent living that's another market as well and then you've got the transitional market between the flat share and the purchase those young couples who want a studio or a one bed flat which is exactly my journey I went from an HMO into a one bed flat then a studio then I bought so it was a, yeah, you, it, it, that single dwelling, that one bedroom flat or studio flat services so many different people based on the current societal model. And you think that works all day long, you know, it's great. Yeah. 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 So can we, uh, we go back to the- um, Oh the, yeah, the story. Of the house. So yeah, we, um, I'm delaying, excuse me, doing the viewings on this new, this one that's just come to the market because we're getting a few repairs done, getting it cleaned up and everything for the weekend. And then we'll do a block viewing again at the weekend for it. Um, so why, do need, why does it need to be cleaned, Niall? Well, um, before, I, before I go into that, one of the guys who has <laughs> been messaging me um, about the house said that he would be quite happy to go in and clean it for me if I'll take him on as a tenant. <laughs> I was like, that's a really good offer, but it doesn't quite work like that. <laughs> Nice try, though. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so this was a the buy to let was tenanted, had a really nice couple in there with a young kid. Um, and every month they would send me a WhatsApp with a screenshot to confirm that the payment has been made, the rent has been made on time every every month. And, and then last month, no, no WhatsApp. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if everything's OK. So I sent her a message just to see, you know, rent hasn't come in yet. When can I expect it? And she's like, Oh, we've left the house. We're back in Poland. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Well, thanks. You're in contract until March, but okay. Um, and I was like, so where, where are the keys? And she's like, well, I wasn't sure what to do with them. So I just took them with me. <laughs> I was like, thank you. So you've got the only set of keys for the house and now they're in Poland. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. So, um, it, this 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 house was uh, we don't normally do it this way but this house was uh, let as a fully furnished buy to let okay. so it it was originally it started off life as a mini mill which we trialed for about maybe about a year and it didn't really work like we thought it was going to work yeah. uh, and then uh, buy to let rental prices started creeping up so we thought, okay we'll turn it into a buy to let manage it ourselves and it's been working really well um so it was fully furnished sofas, beds, wardrobes, TVs, everything was in there. 
And uh, we got a locksmith round to break in. And when we went into the house, it was like mm-hmm. tenants from hell. They what? have trashed the place. And there isn't a single item of furniture left in the property apart from a broken bed and a broken bedside table. They've taken everything, including the oven and the hob. They've taken the they've taken the whole thing with them and just left us with uh, KFC boxes, quite a few buckets of KFC, tons of paperwork, broken furniture, loads of baby clothes, Moses baskets, baby baths, that type of thing. And enough... Oh, yeah. Dirty nappies just lying everywhere. Um, They've taken some of... (laughs) There's like a strip of carpet that goes between... The, the lounge and the kitchen and they've taken that for some reason. I don't know if they just I reckon, it or... I reckon they took it so they could um, pack the, the oh, furniture. Yeah. Protect yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe. Mm. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's just like you've taken the oven and the hob with you. Like, why would you do that? What, what is the point? <laughs> so yeah, so that was um, that was a bit of an eye opener. I did a couple of uh, uh, videos for social media so that'll be going out at some point so you can actually see the state that it was in um but yeah thankfully though that's in the what eight years have been investing now in property seven eight years it's the first time or it's maybe the second time that that's happened so it doesn't happen very often yeah but it still does happen so it's going to cost us quite a few hundred quid to get it back to normal again True, but every cloud, the removal costs of all the appliances and the furniture has already been taken care of because they kindly removed it for you. So thank you. Gratitude. The new tenants are going to get a new oven and a new hub out of it. How wonderful. So yeah, I mean, all of it would have needed replacing anyway, I'm sure, no doubt. So in in a weird way, but you're going you're going back to yeah, to zero, you're going back to the slate, aren't you? So yeah. yeah. We own that furniture, are we still leasing it? Oh no, no! All leasing agreements. Oh, on that note, all of mine have oh. come to an end. I've, I've, I've had to settle on all of them. Have you had that? Because basically, over COVID, they were like, "Oh, no one could service it because of cash flow." So they just all leasing agreements were terminated. They just didn't bother to tell me. I just stopped really? making payments. Yeah, they just stopped making payments. So I sort of rang up. I was like, "Hey, hey, <laughs> kids, what's going on?" They're like, "Oh, yeah, no, you just need to settle. You just need to buy it." And there was like literally of like the 25 bits of furniture I'd like either was at the end of my agreement mm. and they'd gone quiet um or as a, a balloon payment due and they weren't particularly huge so I just paid it. I must have paid about I don't know two grand in total and just got it done so I was like yeah fine Weird. Ours, just, ours just have continued to take over we haven't had that yeah ours, ours have kept going I think we've finished most of them now in fact that one probably has finished it did we lease anything in my house I, I, that's what I can't remember it was it was all done by our agents in the area at the time because we weren't really managing ourselves or doing a lot at that point. I think there might have been a, a little bit of leasing, but um, um, I, 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 either way, it's probably stopped and we probably own it now anyway. Well, or don't. Oh, no, not anymore. That was one of the things is whether we claim on the insurance for all of that stuff. Oh, we don't right. necessarily want to re- um, replace all the furniture because we'd much prefer to have an unfurnished place. Unfurnished, yeah. Um, and for the, for the price of a oven and hob probably would not worth i'd let uh, it go yeah i contacted the insurance company it's like a 250 quid excess so it's not going to cost that much for an oven and a hob you might maybe three or four hundred quid so you're not saving a lot of money no it's and also yeah, we're getting a, to let go, isn't it? yeah yeah we're getting a, a, a claim as well which um you affect your premium 
Yeah. Yeah, it's not worth it. I would just let, I'd let that one go. I'd just say, you know what, babe? You you and the shit furniture, you go live your best life in Poland. Thank you. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's fine. We'll take, we'll take, we'll take, we'll take, we'll take yeah. yeah, with the UK spec oven and hub and fridge yes. and everything. <laughs> exactly, that's old. There's no like, dated in age. So, although yeah. we didn't ever just go on. I was like, well, uh, I'm assuming that the that the oven and hub and stuff disappeared when they disappeared, but maybe it, maybe it broke down months ago and they never told us about it. Maybe they've yeah. already, maybe it went long ago. Maybe they sold it all when they left just to make a, a profit, like 50 quid here, 10 of there. Like they could have done that as well. Could've we told, we told a, couple of, a few people about this and someone said, well, maybe they they left in a hurry because they had to, because someone was after them or there was you know, some, some money required. So they sold everything or someone, they got bailiffs at the door or someone came and took all the furniture and they just they upped and upped and left so who knows Uh, but what's weird is that you when you messaged that they replied like no no drama like that's bizarre because you'd have thought they'd be like avoiding you like the plague but they didn't they're like yeah i've got the keys sorry (laughs) how bad like what (laughs) yeah Yeah, Uh, i'll take it we've now got more than one set of keys we do and we've got a key safe outside with a spare set, just in case. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, so you didn't replace you didn't replace the locks? You didn't, you oh, yeah, we had to. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, because, like, okay, good. Because yeah, just remember. the idea of them coming back. Like, oh, hi, we, we forgot the windows. <laughs> <I'm back>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, I mean, that would be extra. <laughs> uh. Wow, that's so bizarre. So, what are you going to do about the the re- the contract break? I mean, what's are you just going to let it because it's like it's like one month. We had we've got a month's deposit. Okay, so you're just going to hold on to that and be like whatever. So yeah, and then, um, and then they're out yeah. of the country now, so there's nothing much we can do anyway. Trip to Poland? Should we all go? I'd love to know the story. <laughs> yeah, well, you could you could ask the question: Why did you leave in such a hurry? And see where they yeah. actually respond. What happened? Yeah, I think I think that rent probably if they got 20 30 responses probably needs to go over 500 pounds in 525 to 550 and see um obviously you need to make sure that the guys can afford it but it's a it's a house which means there's probably going to be two sets of income coming in um so 550 for a, a three bedroom house in uh you know in Burnley you know it's not um, it's not unreasonable Plus, you're going to have just specced it out because you'll have just made it look nice. So mm. you can probably justify having a slightly higher rental point. And if the yeah. market's crazy, people will pay it. And to be fair, it, it is a nice little house because it was back to brick refurb okay. four or five years, four, four years ago, five years ago. It couldn't be five, four years ago. It's not on the nicest of streets, but, you know, that house oh. is it, it's the best house of the street. It, well, it is now. Yeah, it is now. <laughs> oh that's so funny i love a story like this it's great <laughs> but actually with this one um we bought it it's a nice little story because we bought it for thirty six thousand pounds from a the son of another property investor mm. actually no, we bought it from the prop from a, a property investor who had bought it from their son who yeah. i think had needed the money in a hurry so um all needs to be done in cash but it was 36 grand so all had to be done in cash anyway mm. so we bought it for 36 grand and then um, we got a 20 grand loan from the council to do it up. Oh, lovely. And um, that was interest free over 10 years. So we and I think we've mentioned this one before. They forgot to, to oh, yes. they take the payments for like two years. So it's actually That's been 12 years. It's two years, interest free, no payments, the payment holiday, and then 10 years interest free after that. So 
I'm so glad I it. That's so brilliant, isn't it? It's like I thought I thought austerity meant you guys were tracking your pennies. No, no, okay, just brilliant. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> someone someone messed up somewhere along the lines. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, that's fascinating. But it's that's still probably really only good. worth about probably only worth about fifty five k though. So you yeah, there's a ceiling yeah. price to those wee houses. It's the same in Grimsby. Yeah. You know, like you, you you're only going to achieve so much, even if you really go to town on the refurb, which you don't have to. So. Yeah, I've got one actually. You're making me think. I've not put the rent up for a very long time, but it's on a really nice, it's on a really desirable street. Now she's a nurse and obviously she was on the front line all through COVID. She's got one daughter and she's living in this four, uh, three bedroom house all by herself. The rent's still 485. But if I, I had a dip in recently, going rental rate for a like for like is about 550 at the moment. So I'm like, oh, you know, but she's been there three years. And so I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to have a chat with a letting agent and see because it's it needs to go up. You don't need to put it up to the, to five fifty. No, up, uh, you know part of the way. Yeah, I think so. Um, so well, speaking of yeah, speaking of, of rent rises um, with the HMO houses that we've got, oh, yeah. um, we we have made the executive decision now, having seen energy bills and um, understanding what, what what that's going on. We have, um, yeah, so. Whenever someone comes to the end of their six months, and we're going to do it, we're going to do it gradually. Um, we'll be issuing notices of rent increase by a small amount, but uh, you know, to to um, take into account the fact that the bills are going up. Yeah, um, I think that's and, good. And you know, I don't, th- I, I think tenants are probably expecting it if sure. bills are all included. Um, sure. I think they would be um, foolish to think that their the bills wouldn't increase or the rent wouldn't increase to take into account those extra costs. But if it's across, you know, six people, eight people, it doesn't need to be a huge rise per person. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I think I think that's reasonable. And I think being proactive about it on the on the back of the announcement is just it's it's good business and, you know, not doing it to the, the last minute. I think that's great. It's what's lovely about the student market, actually. And for those student landlords out there, you'll relate to this is because you fill your properties up about 10 months ahead of time. If you've already you, you can already factor that into your sort of next turnaround, your next cohort. So um, what was lovely was because all of mine are on suited my rental rates had gone up anyway, which I d- it just meant that when the energy increase announcement came, it was al- al- almost already absorbed, which is annoying. So I was like, oh, yay, more profit. Woohoo, fantastic. I was like, oh, goddamn energy bills. But yeah, it's um, it's a good idea. I think it's the right thing to do, just passing the cost on to your customer in, in a reasonable way. Yeah, it depends on the length of your tenancy as well. So if there's those students yeah. sign a 12-month tenancy, then you're kind of stuck. If they've signed a six-month, then you can serve notice after the six months and, and those rents. When I say serve notice, I mean um, give them a notice of rent increase. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, but 51-week uh, AST, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a bit different. But at least, you, yeah, the headway is great. So we've got a bit of lead time. So, um, yeah, so if you're, if you're yet to do that and you're in the student market, March is really a cut-off date generally speaking. Um, so I would encourage you to, to absorb that cost um, or get the tenants to absorb that cost on, on balance across a household. Yeah. Yeah. So- um, Oh, it was uh, very we, informative. What's happened? Sorry. No, we, 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 we've, t- we've told, of, it's all been peppered with stories. It's, it's come around through um, a couple of stories. And um, yeah, because there's another house, which I think the rents are now too low on um in, a, in where Nile was yesterday up in newcastle yeah um because this is the one i think we talked spoken about it before where we took it over from the agent and the agent had only ever half filled it and we could mm-hmm. never work out why he, he never got this house full 
Um, and just just for people's peace of mind that we don't go by houses we can't fill. Um, when we developed it, it was full for about 12 to 18 months. It was one of our best performers. And then the agent that was managing it retired and sold the business to someone, to, to another um, agency, which was a big agency. And so then we, they kind of didn't care. And so I took it off them, put it with an HMA specialist um, who was one of the only options in town. Um, and uh, yeah, it didn't work. And then we took it back in house. And then within about two months, the house was full. Um, so it took us a little while to get um, to grips with it. Um, but yeah, we managed to, it was, maybe it was quicker than that, but you know, the house is full and has been full ever since, but we didn't think because we wanted to fill it, we didn't tweak the rents. We actually were quite conservative. Um, whereas now we know that there has been quite a lot of interest in the rooms and, you know, we've we had a better value around yesterday again, who again said it's built up one of the better ones in the, in the area. Mm. So we, I think even the valuer could probably see that there's scope for rents to go up. Yeah, plus we've we've done a lot of maintenance and work on that house since we've taken it over in July. So um, it's in a much better position now than what it was back then. Yeah, yeah, makes all the difference. Yeah, makes a big difference. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're more confident then when you're putting people in that they're you know the house is actually it is justified. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's I think it's, yeah. yeah it's, it's that conscience, isn't it? So you go, I don't think I can justify charging that rent because it's a dump or it's not it's not what I, it's not what we want to portray ourselves it's not that it's a dump but there were a couple of rooms where there were some real issues that needed resolving uh, even though we renovated it what four years ago um, mm -hmm. because it hadn't been looked after by the, the the agent or the tenants that were in um needed resolving and actually because there only been three rooms filled there are rooms that have been empty for for ages so mm -hmm. that obviously um um caused some issues because there was some there was a leak which was only only just recently been resolved God, on that note, you know when you do your like, you 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 sort of do your tax return and you go sort of having a look at your books and sort of just just taking a breast of your of your business and because everything's done on a dashboard for my student HMOs, you can you see all the tickets that have been raised over the course of a year, right? So I've just I just went in had a little look just to make sure everything was reconciled as an expense, and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> It turns out door handles have been a persistent problem in one house in particular. And to the point at which I was like counting up just like how many times these door handles, there have been call outs on them. <laughs> insane. I was like, did no one want to alert me to this? Because I would have just replaced all of the door handles. It would have been cheaper than, than all of this. Like, yeah. There is that, 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 that sense check, isn't there? With, with Yeah. Adrian? um you know if something gets reported and maybe what if, if one hand's not necessarily talking to another um yeah you'd, you'd hope somebody would would have a common sense approach to it and like we noticed when we, upped, we were in stockports that door handles have been an issue and um they started to replace them and, and the agent is, is trying to find like for like and they're spending an absolute fortune trying to find like for like handle i'm just like just get the one that looks good and works and is not going to break like these other ones which look nice but obviously weren't as weren't that great. Oh, I don't know though, because I get the like. For, so basically, in this particular house, the fittings and fixtures are black. So, right. so it would look odd if you've got like the locks that are black, and then you've got the you know the the. It's all, yeah, I say like yeah. for like, yeah. These it, it chrome brushed chrome. Brush crime, totally. But do you know what? So I think it's Ironmonger Direct or someone like that. If they want yeah. to get in touch and sponsor us, they can do that. That would be great. Um, uh, yeah, hello. So um, so what I realised is um, um, this was a house, actually, where I hadn't done 
the pull handle. So I don't know if you, you know, with heavy fire doors in an HMO, the stress on a handle, the reason they snap off so often is because you're pulling the full weight of an FD on a tiny handle that's just drilled in a with finance director. a finance director hanging out in Every your time you open, yeah, yeah, you're kind of yanking a finance director's handle. <laughs> Hang on, whoa, we was. <laughs> Well, that no. took a downward spiral very quickly. Try to keep you, it clean. You start talking then. about SEs. <laughs> I've, I've, like, I've never referred to a fire door as an FD. I have never FD. yanked a fire. Uh, I've never yanked a finance director in any of my HMOs either. Like that's not a thing I've done. Back to it. So one of the things that I worked out with um, my designer was that, it, but on the inside of the door, not on the outside of the door, to, to take the pressure off is to have like a, a pull handle kind of thing, like a D bar or whatever. Um, and it, in all the houses where I've got that, no drama. This house, I didn't, I hadn't learned that lesson. I just had really pretty door handles. And that's why it was a persistent problem over the course of this, this particular financial year. I was like, that holy shit, did we not just replace the handles? But that's quite an interesting um, like hack. It's not one that I've heard before. Yeah, a D, a D bar or a little, um, an Ironmonger Direct, I think I've got some lovely black ornate ones that are just good and you just drill them in so that they're literally doing a double pull. It's really great. Yeah, double pulling your finance director. Have you heard of that now? It's, it's a thing that goes on in HMOs nowadays. Yeah. Honestly, I've, I've, I'm lost for words right now. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to be down with the kids. It's like FD20s, FD30s. I know what I'm talking about. Like, and you're just completely shouting on it with some weird... Who's using, like, who's using FD20s? Shouldn't yeah. be using FD20s. What? I was trying to be just down saying FD20s, FD30s. That's what I'm saying. Fire doors, uh, FDs. Uh, never mind the burn time. I'm just trying to be cool. Actually, that's probably we should explain for people that don't know what a fire Oh, yeah, door. sorry. Not <laughs> finance directors, fire doors, no. fire doors. It's a fire door that can, that can last 30 minutes in a fire. FD60 yeah. is a fire door that can last 60 minutes and hold a fire back that amount of time. And yes. do you know what the fire it's doors are? Heavy. They're heavy and they're a pain in the ass in, in HMOs because they keep breaking Topping the kitchen wall. They get to keep the damn thing open. Because it mm. is annoying. I must admit, it is annoying that the door closes every time you walk through it. But it keeps them safe. They don't seem to realize that the door has to be closed or they could burn alive. You know, it's, you know, it's time to create a fire protected route. And um, so then we have to put the fire door keep closed labels on which look a bit like a hotel um less, well, well more like a clinical um mm. commercial building um mm. and then they still don't li listen and i think it was was it the um the, the uh northeast property that um you know when we took it over all the um fire door closers had been removed and some of them <gasps> thrown away they do this all the time they're little buggers yeah but, but in that particular house they don't they, they seem to have a thing with doors because <laughs> They also like leaving the front door wide open. Holy shit, why? <laughs> no, I had no idea. Because uh, we, we had a guy go around a few weeks ago just to check that the door was actually closing and the locks were okay and that there was nothing actually wrong with the door itself. Mm. Um, <laughs> the number of times that I've been to that house and it's just wide open and nobody at home. Mm. Was it yeah. wide open yesterday when you went? No, thankfully it wasn't open. It wasn't uh, wide open. It was, it was, it was, and it was locked. Yeah, it's, 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 there's so much trust, isn't there, goes in with the shared house. So all it takes is one person to make a mistake. And the things like, you know, your, the running costs, the, the gas, the electricity, all of that stuff, you know, it's, um, it does have to be fail safe. Yeah, it really does. So, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, fire doors are so heavy, but every cloud, excellent biceps by the end of your tenancy. Like, 
and triceps. So it's working both. That push and pull action. Yes. Good stuff. So maybe you should put that in your um, marketing packs. Your body will be conditioned by the end of your tenancy from all of the arm work that you're going to enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the, yeah, we could put um, some more gym equipment in that particular house. You know, we have a, you know, the, the workout house. Can you imagine? And then you get like the the email just saying four of your tenants have got broken feet because they've dropped dumbbells on their feet, like or they've got into a fight. <laughs> or they well, they're using the weights to prop open the fire. The, exactly, yeah. <laughs> nice bit of weighted support there. Yeah. <laughs> it's normally the fire extinguisher they use, isn't it? That's normally yeah. what they use. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah fire extinguisher or one of the houses in the midlands actually they had actually they had tied it back and had got this really nice <laughs> ribbon and I, I don't know how many knots it put on it but it took forever to get the damn thing off uh, you don't think about pair of scissors it was a nice ribbon didn't want to ruin it <laughs> hey man <laughs> <laughs> brilliant you're like oh that's what they've done there that's nice <laughs> <laughs> might do that in mine yeah what, 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 what happened to the ribbon where, where is it is it is it I holding your door back now <laughs> i can't remember what we did with it in the end i think that when musta went back to the tenant was living there at the time yeah so you gave, you gave them the implement back so they could just repeat the uh yes, yeah. offense. repeat the offense yes it's so annoying yeah. Maybe we need to give them all like an induction video of this is what happens if you don't shut the fire door. Yeah. <laughs> it's like something like okay, go, those health and safety videos that you always have to use to watch. And um, yeah, you just see the fire ripping through. We should do a really shit one. And like Niall and I could be your actors. And we're just like <laughs> going through the house like, ah! <laughs> and some fire, CGI flames. Fire, fire. <laughs> <laughs> close your doors kids close your doors <laughs> that'll work that'll work oh god the last time i got uh, i had to i was up on an inspection just <clears throat> it was coincidental i happened to be up in in, in uh, the city uh just because i was i was up visiting and they said oh there's an inspection going on at your house uh tomorrow do you want to come and i was like yeah go on then so like went into this one particular house and was walking around and was just like, I, I wish I'd not gone because the whole thing, I was just outraged. And it was because of this, you know, there were, there were dishes weren't done. You know, it was just like a house full of like boy students just gone mad, you know, and it was just every room that we walked into was just an absolute disaster. But the biggest thing was the doors you know, from a safety perspective, you know, because one spot check from a licensing officer and you'd be done, you know, that was, that's the thing. So um, not that that tends to happen, but the point is, you know, in the event of a fire, what the heck? So, but they all have well, they do, do, Officers do make random spot checks. So if they get they do, from neighbours and stuff, because we've had it in the past and they just, they just turn up to the house. Yeah, no, they will. They will do it. But normally it's because they've got a reason to. And if it's things like propping doors open, unless there's been a fire, it's mm. very unlikely. Um, it's more likely the letting agent's going to do a spot check. Yeah, at what point does the, because if you make every intention and every um, attempt to make sure the fire doors are used correctly, 
and that fire yeah. are in the right place. At what point is it their own fault for propping a, a, a door open? You know, you can educate the them as much as they can. But the buck stops with you at the end of the day because you have the duty of care. You know, legally, it's your responsibility whilst they're under that roof, you know, even if they've misused it. So um, I, it's a tough one, isn't it? Um, I don't know what you can do because you can't be there all the time. Is, no, I, I think this is why uh, having having um, escape windows is also quite a secondary means of escape because we talk about having we don't so it's not really on the podcast but uh, you need to have a yeah, a primary means of escape which generally is down the stairs through the corridor which and only door. works if all, which only works if all the fire doors are closed assuming that the fire the fire is in a kitchen um but having yeah escapable windows um i yeah. think is important because you can escape through um yeah, we've tried all sorts of um, yeah, one, talking through all, all sorts of different escape scenarios, like whether you could put escape ladders, whether you can escape through someone else's room and all these types of things. But at the end of the day, it needs to be as simple as possible. Mm. Yeah, totally. Just like with the, door, the, the window opening sort of that way and then whoosh, out. Yeah. Yeah. Although yeah, which is really good for those who are listening that way. Yes. That way. <laughs> So just just to demonstrate, Joe was is pushing a window up and out, um, out, that way. out, out and up, yeah. But yeah. we we did that, that way opening windows. I remember my very first HMO um, having a, a battle between the HMO officer he wanted yeah. him to open that way, and yeah. the building gate. He said, "No, it needs to open the other way because yeah. then no one could fall out of it." It's like well, I've had that the whole so point much. is that you want people to come out of it. Yeah. And I was like, "Well, no, you don't want people to get out of it." He's like, "Yes, we do want people to get out of it." And I was like, "Okay, you guys just argue amongst yourselves and come up." hundred percent. This is why getting them on site at the same time is the best idea because even though you sort of think it's a ball lake because they disagree on so much, at the same time, I'd rather we argue this out on site than me actually put in windows or change windows and then one or the other gets pissed off. It's like, let's just agree now. Yeah. And then write it up afterwards. Like, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, it's restricted. Mm. That's the, that's the answer. If anyone's asking, what, what is the answer? Um, it needs to be a, a escape window, but with restrictors, so that they can't accidentally fall out. Fall out the window. <laughs> yeah. 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 You can only fall out if they want to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you pull out on purpose. And in the student world, it's quite likely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. And we're talking only uh, four meters and and below. Anything over that? So it's four no, you're getting way too. Whoa, steady now. I should probably stop now in case someone goes and does it based on four, four and a half. Um, yeah, let's not involve research. Yeah. Um, but I think I think it's four or four and a half that you can you can legally jump. Talking about though. escape points being the sort of like the fall of the house as well. Like you'll be you'll be getting into all sorts of technical stuff in a minute. So no, we're 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 and, and, um, figuring yeah, out if, people. If you jump, you can't jump into a light well either can't jump into a light well oh no oh god no um no that would be no that would be awful yeah okay well there you go so i hope you took a lot from this uh property jammers i hope you well, i think we should probably wrap up there actually on, on that note on that less informative and educational note um so yeah that that has been property jam thank you guys for listening and it's a goodbye from me it's a goodbye from me and it's a goodbye from me too jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more on facebook search property jam podcast or you can follow us on instagram at property jam podcast or you can email us at property jam podcast at outlook.com see, see you, you on the next, next episode, episode.